previously on Roll for Initiative. As the battle with the slavers drew to a close, Aryan caught sight of an adversary escaping with Zimner on his back. The five burst into action, chasing down the running slaver in a desperate attempt to save their friend. However, just as the target was within their reach, Zimner awoke and teleported himself away, not knowing what was going on or where he was. As chance would have it, he ended up near the other slaver, who began an escape attempt in the opposite direction. This attempt did not last long though, as Zara's net slowed the slaver long enough to allow her and Balasar a chance at retrieving the unconscious circus performer. Meanwhile, deeper in the woods, Aryan led a one-sided solo battle against the other slaver, ending the fight by vaporizing the orc's head. Back in the Log Snapper residence, the group tied up the slaver intended to Zimner as Annabelle's boss, Vambag, showed up. Wanting to know what happened to his friend and employee, the lumberjack foreman offered to spend the night with the group. Now, we find our adventurers winding down after a long and emotional day in this week's episode of Roll for Initiative. So I guess we'll start off then with um, Aryan and Vambag because uh, do we want to talk about level up? I think we I think we wait on that for a little bit, um, just because the technically speaking the level up hasn't happened yet because you guys are in the process of long rest. Oh, I thought we already went to yeah because you're gonna you are gonna have to take watches and stuff. So you guys are kind of in the process of the long rest part of things. Um, there won't, I don't think that there will be combat. I, at least I don't expect that there should be. So having the leveled up characters should be okay. That being said, um, Aryan, you were, you were helping, uh, Vambag when last we left off, uh, cause Vambag had started to, um, pick things up. And I think, um, Caitlin, I think so. Zimner's in bed already, um, and has been in bed this whole time. You guys have been there. I think that uh, Zara and Balasar are just gonna go ahead and go to bed probably because I think that we'll just treat what Vambag and Aryan are doing as like the first part of their fir- of of first watch, um, as they're kind of tidying up a little bit. Um, so Aryan, this will this first little bit's gonna just be with you and Vanbag because I feel like this character needs to be fleshed out more since he's actually gonna be uh, involved in potentially involved in an interrogation later in this episode um gotcha so you guys were in the middle room of uh the log snapper home and uh after you guys had agreed to let Vambag spend the night with you all um he had begun kind of cleaning things up uh in the the kitchen area uh just Picking up bottles and putting them back on racks and, and such, you know, putting away dishes, mm-hmm. things that had been tossed out of cupboards, putting them back where they belong. Um, <clears throat> I think I said Aryan is going to start with like the kind of I don't think he's in the same room as Van Bag because um, he's like taking care of broken chairs and furniture and also dragging out bodies 
because <laughs> there are several of them. Okay, yeah. So, um, I mean, you guys are technically in the same room because it's just one big room, um, one oh. big long room. But he's like in one corner of it, basically working, and you're taking like the other corner of the room is where all of the bodies and broken furniture is. Um, okay. So uh, after after a little bit of you dragging a couple of the bodies out and you begin moving the furniture out, Vambag at this point has kind of finished putting away things or at least trying to put them back where he thinks they, they would go, um, having been here a couple mm-hmm. of times before but not actually living there. Um, and then he comes over to kind of help you with moving the, the wood and such out. Um, and he goes, I don't, I don't know if we've really properly introduced ourselves to each other oh, i'm Vambag, and he kind of sticks out a hand to to shake your hand and then realizes that your hands are full and he's only got one hand of things so then he just grabs another hands of a uh, handful of like broken furniture mm. bits and as you guys are walking outside uh yeah um my name's uh Aryan. our group has kind of been traveling around uklesh recently but yeah I know we spoke earlier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how we, how you found out how to get here. Obviously. Uh, I just I figured since I'm going to be spending the night with you and whatnot, it might be good to get to know you a little bit. Where are you where are you guys from? Well, really, a, a kind of a plethora of places all over. I think uh, the purple one inside's a foreigner, and I am as well. But you know, I think. You know, I don't know much about the scaly one. I don't remember he's if, if he's from around here or not. But I, I'm pretty sure the cat definitely is. She's from around here. But do you all just go by the the descriptions of yourselves? Like your no, I mean, that's your you got like a code name the the purple one and the scaly one and the cat person. Well, no, because you don't know their names. So if I said their names, well, you wouldn't know who I was talking about. Well, yeah, but. I'd like to know their names. Well, the purple one. That's Zimner. Okay. I'm going to insight check this guy real quick, actually. Okay. I want to know what, what he's... If he's, like, genuinely interested or if he's just, like, what the deal is. If he has any ulterior motives. Okay. The five. <laughs> um, Aryan, uh, it may just be the fact that it's really dark out, um, and you guys are outside doing stuff, um, but you're you're not really able to get a read on this guy based on his voice alone, because that's about all that you're able to, you know, get right now with you being in darkness and dragging things outside. Um, mm-hmm. it, it seems like he's being genuine. Okay. And I will say, I will. I guess I will also give you, um, based off of his physique he doesn't seem to be like the most charismatic person in the world mm-hmm. um a couple of broken tusks like he may be intimidating to some people but i don't know that he's like the he doesn't seem when you met him before he didn't seem like the kind of guy that was really good at lying to people mm-hmm. and then the uh cat on tabaxi is the real name but her name zara and then balazar's our other friend well, yeah, we've been out for a while. Um, okay. And you work for the 
Lugging. What's do you guys have a name of business or what? We're really just all hired by the the noble in town. I mean, we we all work for uh, for for Tsara. Um, it's for kind of Tsara. How is that said? Tsara. T S A R R A. That's how that's spelled. Okay. For your notes. Um, okay. Yeah, we we all work for her. We're kind of just like. I don't know her. Her hired hands. Um, she's she's the one who runs the town and exports the lumber, and so we work the lumber to be exported. I just happen to be the the one in charge of the others for the most mm. part, or at least one area of the others. Um, there's several of us other foremen in town. Um, but yeah, that's. That's that's about it for for my story. I've I've grew up here and spent my time. Not, most of the people that work here grew up here and are lumberjacks by trade. Once we have all the bodies out of the house, um, I figured we're like piling them all up. Yeah, I think at, at that point, I I don't know what the where the conversation's gone, but Aryan will be like. Okay, there's one more we gotta go get, but he's kind of a ways away. Okay. If you don't mind a short walk. Nope, don't don't mind it at all. I figure at this this time of night in the jungle, it's probably better to go in pairs anyway. Mm. Aryan will... Uh, he'll cast light on... I don't know, just anything. His chest, he does that a lot. And then we'll start leading him towards where the the slaver that Aryan had killed mm-hmm. is. Okay. As you guys are you guys are kind of crossing over some of those stumps that several people tripped on um, earlier in the day, um, Vambag, uh, you can you can tell now that there's some light. You can you can tell that he's feeling he's looking a little bit disheveled, um, mm-hmm. and he kind of mumbles, "Man." I really hope we can find Annabelle. She a good worker? Yeah. I've kind of taken her under my wing. Her... I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but... It's, you know, not my story to tell, but I... I, I, don't, I mean, it may be helpful for finding her, but her... Her parents disappeared a couple of years ago. Um, we're told they're lost at sea... She's never really given up on them, but has always missed them, and they were they were good workers, too. Her mom kind of helped to lead a lot of the reforestation efforts, and her dad, you know, being a giant, was really good at logging. Um, mm-hmm. So Annabelle's been here alone for a couple of years now. I, I stop in from time to time and just see how she's doing, but I, I just hope we find her. Yeah. Do you think she could handle herself in a fight? I'd imagine so. Fairly well. I mean, I don't know. I I saw all of the bodies that were drug outside, so I would imagine that she probably couldn't handle herself in a fight like that. Um, hmm. Probably not quite as capable as the the four of you have been, but then again, I did see that her... Her axe was still buried in the stump outside, so that means she didn't have a weapon. She's probably in bed, truthfully. She'd been feeling sick. 
Who knows, maybe if she was at full health and full strength, she might have been able to do it. Or at least put up more of a fight. Yeah. Yeah, Van Bag, you're from around here. You know, you told me that. Um, did you go to the circus at all that was here a couple weeks ago? Or I think within the last week, honestly. The the Blackstaff Circus? Yeah, the Blackstaff Circus. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. How was it? Uh, I, it was, I mean, it was entertaining. It was a little bit, a okay. little bit lackluster. They they told me yeah. when I went that the uh, they were having a, a fill in ringmaster for a little bit because apparently their their ringmaster had gone on some trip elsewhere for a little bit. Mm, I see. Yeah, the we're kind of following that circus. Oh, you fans? No, seems to be wherever they go, people disappear. Interesting. Just like your friend Annabelle. That, yeah, that is interesting. Oh. It's happened with some of our friends and other friends as family members even, so... I'd suppose that'd be a good reason for following then, huh? Yeah. We're trying to catch up to them, but... They seem to be barely evading our grasp. Yeah. As far as I know, they... They started to break camp maybe a day or two ago. Yeah, we're probably going to leave tomorrow. We need to catch up. Mm. Well, best of best of luck to you. Thank you. And you too with the logging. Thanks. Business is good around here. I, yeah, I imagine so. I imagine at this point we get to... The body. Yeah, the body. Yeah, I would. I I think so too. Well, that's interesting. He doesn't have a head. Yeah, uh, yeah. That tends to happen to those with ill will. Hmm. All I wonder right. if it's. Let's, I wonder if it's one of those uh, should have seen the other guy moments. What do you mean by that? Oh, you know, like you get beat up and then you say you should have seen the other guy. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Hmm. Okay, you pick him up by the feet. I'll get this. Uh, I'll get him by the shoulders. Well, wor- works for me. He bends over and picks him up by the feet, and you, the two of you start walking back. Yeah, this one, uh, he was trying to run away with Zimner, our tiefling friend. Ah. But we made sure he didn't get away, obviously. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you mentioned, Arian, that some of you had lost people to this slave-being group, I guess. Um, What about you? You ever lost anyone? Friends. But not family. Not like the others in our group. And at this point, our our camera is going to fade to black. And when we cut back into focus we are in a different place in a different time still dark out but it's evident that the the scenery is different rather than jungle surrounding us it's more more woodland and as we kind of pan around we can see 
several uh, tents that have been pitched what looks like rather hastily. Um, a few campfires going in a few different places. And as we pan through this very large campsite, we can see dozens of soldiers. Um, some of them standing guard, some of them taking care of equipment, some of them tending to wounded, and some of them not breathing anymore. And as we move through this campsite, we move closer to one of the campfires where we see a younger Aryan uh, standing next to, only slightly younger I suppose I should say, um, standing next to a, a, a workbench of sorts that he's kind of hastily put together, uh, mostly using the uh, a small kind of like trunk or a cot as his, um, as his workbench where he's got his armor ladies, he's making some repairs. Um, and Nearby, working on a different chunk of Aryan's armor, uh, is a deer. And Aryan, you remember this moment as um, as a moment where you and a deer were working on fixing your equipment after a battle that you guys had had um, with a Florian hit squad earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And as you're as you're working, you kind of hear over your shoulder. Um, Adir says, well, that was, that was quite a tizzy. Yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere there. Sure enough did. That was, I'm, I'm glad we both made it out. I was not expecting that one. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that was a lot more violent than I would have preferred. Yeah, but this is war. Maybe not my war, but somebody's. (laughs) Oh, Aryan, you are, you are a special one. I guess you could say that. Well, what do you say once we get this uh, armor all fixed up and repaired, we we sit down for a little game of Legends of Tokshia. Oh, here's a Tokshia. You, try- you trying to get your ass beat again? Oh, you know I love it when that happens. Uh, I'm sure. Someone as resilient as you. <laughs> you know, honestly, I was shocked that you were so good at it the first time we played. Me too, especially since my intelligence is an eight. <laughs> but at this point, he has finished working on the the grieve of yours that he was working on, and he takes it back over to where the rest of your armor is and sets it down next to it. And you're finishing up working on one of your gauntlets um, as he begins to pull out one of his decks of cards and starts to kind of look through it to make sure everything is in order before the game starts. And... uh as he's, you know, halfway through kind of panning through the deck to make sure he's got the right cards in there, the two of you are startled, and he drops his cards as the sounds of warning horns begin to blare from the edge of camp. And a few moments later, as the two of you kind of stand up and begin to look around to figure out what in the world is going on, another one of the soldiers that's near the campfire that you and Adir are camping at um, gets just blown backward as an arrow hits him square in the chest and he, f- he flies back onto the ground and just lies there motionless. Get down! I'll yell as I, I like, hit the deck. I'm fucking trying to look around us to see where that where that shit came from. Um, a deer obviously follows suit uh, and the, as he hits the ground, you can see that he's looking around too, but it's more that he's looking around for his bow. 
and as you you kind of glance that out of the side of your eye, and then you start looking around again to see what in what in the world is going on. Um, as another volley of arrows comes flying um, in your in your direction, and you guys are kind of in the middle of your platoon, but not quite the middle. It's like you're you're at the the edge of the middle. Um, but it's evident that these arrows are all coming from within where your platoon would have been camping. Um, shorter ranged shots, not long bows, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense given the, the time of day and visibility. And as you begin to piece this together, you can see on the other side of the, the clearing that has been made, um, around this campfire that you and Adir and several other soldiers have pitched their tents. Um, you see bursting out of one of those tents is a soldier in Florian armor wielding a kite shield and a longsword. Um, and he kind of scans the surroundings and then locks eyes with you and begins to charge you. So this dude's got a kite shield. And a uh, longsword? Yes. Um, and so I only see him. Yeah, so he's he is the, the first of these soldiers that you've seen. Um, I think Aryan I think I'm I try I think I try and shoulder check that dude. So you you scramble to your feet and kind of begin to rush toward this man. Um and as you get to your feet, you notice that a deer does as well. And he darts toward uh, his t- to tor- darts toward his kind of small tent because he had been over out in front of your tent helping you with your armor. Mm-hmm. Um, so he darts toward his tent and away from you. Uh, how do you think? Since you know we don't really do rolls much for for flashbacks, um, how do you think this shoulder check goes for Aryan? I think it's because Aryan's pre- is this just like a normal Humi? Yeah, I think he I think it he does pretty well at. Just like knocking this na- this guy down, I don't think he really uh, totally immobilizes him, but I think he just like knocks him over, and it's like long enough that it gives like Aryan a moment to to run and like just change directions and running back to his own equipment. Okay, uh, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, probably given that this guy's charge and seeing you unarmed and unarmored, uh, he. He runs with a little bit more confidence, maybe overconfidence, some might say. Um, so it doesn't take much for you to dodge the first swipe that he makes at you. And then it's very easy after that for you to... He's now exposed himself right in the chest. You shoulder check him backwards and onto his back um, without so much as a scrape to yourself. And you dart back to where your equipment is. And as you get back to your equipment and kind of begin to survey what's there and what you can quickly get a hold of in this ambush, um, you see a deer come back out of his tent um, and he's got his bow with a few arrows and a short sword strapped at his hip. And he sees the man who's on the ground and takes advantage of this moment to let loose an arrow and lodge it in this guy's neck. Um, the, like this mm. exposed spot in his neck as the guy's kind of sprawled out yard sale style. Well, I guess the battle isn't over, Aryan. Yeah, fucking holy shit. All right, give me a moment. And I think Aryan's going to begin taking stock of his armor and weapons and where they're at. Yeah, so um, 
your your armor is all kind of laid out on your cot, um, laid out as as you would expect it to be laid out. Um, you know, with the helmet at the head of the cot, and then the the greaves at the at the base of the cot, um, and everything else kind of laid out in between, and then stabbed into the dirt at the foot of your cot is your greatsword. Um, I guess I'll do a quick look around. Uh, do, what do I see for like enemies? As as you take a moment to take stock of the situation and then look back around, you see that several more of these Florian soldiers have begun to enter this campsite area from across the campfire again. Um, pretty evident that they're coming from the outside ring. Some of them are equipped with similar equipment to the the last um, individual that you ran into, uh, but there there is. One that you can tell is a little bit larger than the rest and is carrying um, a large great axe with two hands as he's as he enters this campsite area. Um, I think I think Aryan begins to don his armor like am, am I like I'm like out in the open, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to do this shit as fast as possible so that I can I can get as much on before I can. Before I get, like, run up on. Okay. Um, and as these guys... Um, these ones are a little bit less um, cautious in their uh, approach to the campfire. Where the first one, like, entered and surveyed the surroundings. These ones, it looks like, came from battle already. Um, some of them have mm-hmm. some bloodied equipment. And they they don't take as much time to survey the surroundings. Uh, a deer kind of guards you for a moment with uh, the last couple of arrows that he was able to quickly grab, um, taking down a couple of the, the grunt type, um, individuals. Um, but these ones are sprinting across the campfire much faster. So you're able to get your right gauntlet on before they're like almost on top of you. And then I, I'll just fucking grab the hilt of that great sword and begin swinging. Uh, and, and as you do that, um, you you hear the the sound of steel and a scabbard as a deer pulls out his short sword because uh, he drops his bow and you can tell that he is now he's out of ammunition so it is time to to come to blows with these individuals and I think I think that the two of you fight back to back for a little bit um, mm-hmm. fending off this uh, ambush this ambushing force of Florians. Um, the the one that's carrying that large battle axe seems to hang back for a little bit um, and let some of the other soldiers come in to try and soften up the campsite, uh, which they're able to do. You and Adir aren't the only soldiers that are in this area, and uh, bef- at least initially. But before long, it is just the two of you standing back to back taking on what feels like the entire ambush on your own. Um mm-hmm. And you are you're doing a lot more of the the heavy lifting, so to speak. Here, um, it, a deer has been trained in the short sword. He knows what how to use it, but his preference has always been to use his bow when when mm-hmm. p- when possible. Where you're you're much more comfortable with the the nice big blade that is in your hand because that's how you have been trained since you entered the military. Um, and when it becomes evident that the two of you are like the last resistance um, in this area. The the large man with the 
the Great Axe begins to approach you, Arian, and begins to basically duel you. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and when he when he comes in, um, it's it's a cautious veteran's approach. He's been in battles mm-hmm. before, and you can you can read that off of him as he comes in. Um, it's like he's waiting for you to make the first move. Man, I think Aryan is like at this point, you know, he's a big, like kind of big, strong guy, but he is just, he's starting to feel, feel the effects of, of, of a battle earlier in the day or the week and, and has been fighting off for minutes now. I think he is beginning to, to feel slower and you know seeing this guy come in i think he knows that he's got to like he's got to take him before anybody at this point because if he can't get him now he's not going to have the energy to later mm-hmm. so describe to me what it is that arian like looks like in this moment of realization and what is it that he does i think he just like so this guy's like okay um just trying to think, I'm trying to put myself in the situation and visually think about it. I honestly think Aryan just like, not in the sense of like a rage, like he's angry, but in the sense of rage is like reckless. Okay. Like he, he just, he like, he, I imagine like when this guy approaches, like his great sword is like leaning on the ground and he just like, he, for not like laying on the ground but like the tip is in the dirt mm-hmm. and he fortifies his grip on it and just swings that thing as hard as he can like sideways straight at this dude um i think this guy uh being the veteran that he is sees this move uh as it as it's coming it's one of like the only moves that someone could make with their great sword in the position that it's in and he's able to pretty handily bring his axe down to not necessarily parry, but to at least block the blow enough that it doesn't harm him um, mm-hmm. before shunting it away and then coming back at you uh, just right for the kill shot at your head. Uh, Stone's endurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think that that is that, that feels right there. Honestly, like the guy comes at your comes for the kill shot and you're, skin turns to stone as the axe would bury itself in your neck but instead just glances up and off the side leaving this guy's entire side and stomach exposed and then i go for it i i try and i think i go with a more like jab approach here instead of just like a big swing round which is Maybe unconventional for a great sword. I think that is very incon- unconventional for a great sword. But I think that, um, given the the unexpectedness of having this certain kill shot just blast off of the enemy, leaving them unharmed, this this veteran just is unable to recover from exposing themselves too much, um, and you drive this sword through, straight through their chest just straight up and out the back and you can just barely see through the the eye slits in this guy's um helmet that he's wearing this look of horror and pain before his his 
body just kind of goes limp and slacks backwards and off of your blade. And then, as you've defeated this veteran, Aryan, you hear the loud crackling of flames coming from the sky. And as you look up, um, you can see a massive fireball. Uh, just the biggest thing you've ever seen of fire soaring through the sky. Um, and it's it's coming directly for your camp area. Uh, and you can see several attempts of counter magic to this. Uh, it's You know that it, that magic is not allowed in Baxa Clan, but you also know that Baxa Clan's not stupid. The army, mm-hmm. the army has counter ma- countermeasures to magic, um, which most commonly is uh, some of the commanders have um, counterspell abilities with their swords. And you you watch mm-hmm. as these attempts to counter this massive war magic fireball um, zip through the sky from different places in this campsite, but every single one of them either misses or like hits it, but doesn't quite get in enough to stop it. Um, and then it, this fireball comes down and blasts into your campsite, um, and explodes right in the middle of your campfire. It knocks you and a deer and the few remaining Florians that are in the area just off your feet and apart from each other. Think like an artillery shell going off next Mm -hmm. to you is what this would be like. And as you kind of like clear your head, your ears stop ringing um, or you, you're, as, as you clear your head and begin to take stock of what is going on around you again, um, I feel that Aryan is probably quick to get back on his feet here. Would would you would I be correct in that assumption? Yeah, I think you would. Um, I feel like you get on your feet, but like there's this loud ringing in your ears, so like you can't hear anything that's going on. But as you kind of take stock of what's around you, your your great sword has been knocked from your grasp, so you're looking for that. And you look over and see that a deer is still on the ground, but as you see him, you like lock eyes with him as a Florian soldier drives their sword into his back. And as this is happening, it's like time begins to slow for you, Aryan. You you watch a deer reaching out toward you as that sword first begins to penetrate, and you can see him mouthing something to you. But the ringing in your ears from this massive fireball doesn't let you hear it. And then his arm drops and his face hits the dirt. So, Aryan, what comes next? I don't think Aryan really remembers. Okay. I feel like the closest thing, the, the best way that he could describe it if he was to explain it to somebody is that there was like this audible pop and everything was white I think that's fair and everything and that's I think that is what Aryan sees what we see as an audience though is a face of anguish on Aryan before a lightning bolt streaks out of the sky, the clear night sky, 
directly into Aryan, who is reaching out toward a deer before a massive blast of electrical energy emanates centered on Aryan and out into the whole campsite, killing everyone. Florian, Baxaclan, it's indiscriminatory. Everyone dies, except Aryan. And now we're going to go back to the present where Aryan and Van Bagg are carrying this last slaver back into the, the body pile at this point. Um, I think after we toss this last body in the fire, Aryan um, will begin to light a fire and begin maybe it's I don't know if it's a bad idea to burn bodies but I think that's what we're gonna do is I think we're gonna he's gonna set this pile ablaze with the you know the broken wood that we've also gathered and everything and just kind of leaving it alight here for a little bit and I think I think you know if if uh, Van Bag is particularly pers- uh, pers- uh, observant, that's what I want. That I think, you know, I think he sees this faraway stare in in Aryan's eyes as he stares into the flames. I think that um I think that's a good a good scene there. Um we see this this large pile of bodies and broken furniture that has been cast alight by a torch thrown into the fire. Um this this uh funeral pyre pyre for the the enemies of the five. Um and we see Aryan and Vambag standing and watching it for a while before making their way back into the home um, and leaving the, the pile burning as as the guard shifts. Um, I think Aryan and Vambag now go go to bed and we get to the the watch of Zara and Balasar. Zara, I'm gonna have you as uh, as Aryan and Van Bag go to bed, and as you wake up, um, the way that this is gonna work for your part of this watch, your half of the long rest watch, um, is I think I'm just gonna have you roll perception a couple of times, um, and I'll have you roll perception once now at the beginning of your watch. Okay. Oh boy. That's a nine. <laughs> Okay. 
Zara, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary as you're looking outside. I mean, you see the large pile of bodies that's still burning some. Um, but a lot of the fuel has gone a, kind of gone out of the fire at this point. It's been cremated. Um, but it was a large enough pile that you can still see this sort of bonfire out front by the pavilion. And I think that's about all that you're really going to get for this first bit. It's still very, very dark outside. Um, you've got a, a torch lit that's kind of in the main room. Everyone else is kind of off sleeping in the same room that Zimner's in. Um, and as you kind of check the the slaver that you guys have tied up, um, the bonds are still secure. He's still very much unconscious. Um, so you and Balasar kind of move to the, the main room for a little bit um, to just relax and keep watch um i guess nanku's probably with you as well mm-hmm. um scamper around he's probably very much enjoying one of the th- um the bananas <laughs> that you you carry with you that you had promised him mm-hmm. um i am curious though and this is less of a uh we're having a scene moment and more of a just a question from me as as a an individual that's curious about it. Where do you keep the bananas that Nanku doesn't get to them? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I actually kind of have thought about that, but not really. Probably. Mm, I don't know. Honestly, probably in like Aryan or Zimner's bag of holding or something. <laughs> she just keeps okay. it in there. So a place that it's very evident that that Nanku just doesn't know how to get to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Like every time that you have to get a banana for him, you gotta like gotta like sneak off to somebody else's bag of holding and like reach inside there real quick to give it to yeah. him. So I think he I think he's sitting there just just maunching. Um and the at this point, like there's there are no more chairs in the home. They were all smashed and were all part of the fire. So it's just the two of you kind of sitting cross legged on the floor near the large opening that used to be the outside door. Um and Balasar is just kind of staring off into the distance a little bit. What's up with you? Oh, I'm I'm missing missing the hunt. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. You used to hunt with your brother, right? Yeah. We're we're both slayers, so there were a lot of times where we were out killing beasties together and I'm I haven't I haven't gone out on a hunt in a while. Mm. I mean don't get me wrong. Killing stuff yesterday it's similar, but it's it's not the same as tracking some remoraz to its lair and then finishing it off. Yeah, it's a little bit different. What was your brother's name? His name was Brulo. Is Brulo. Bruno. You have a brother too, right? Ah, uh, yes. Tomet, that's his name. Yes, that's that's his name. What what was your relationship like? What did you guys do together? Oh, uh, we grew up together, watched each other's backs, survived, you know, that sort of thing. We were the only family that we had left besides Cackle, but. After he passed, it was just him and I, and then he got taken, so here we are. Hmm. That's... I'm sorry. It's life. Well, I hope to, we uh, we both find our, our brothers. 
Me too. I think at this point, there's kind of just this, this sullen silence as the two of you kind of take watch together. Um, at some points, you kind of get up and stretch your legs and wander around. Um, you wander around the inside of the home. Uh, it's very much cleaner than it was when you went to sleep. Um, you know that Orion and Van Bag had cleaned things up some, but it's it's definitely a lot cleaner. It looks like it's missing a lot of things, but it, it looks a lot cleaner. Um, and you... Occasionally, we'll you know wander the premises a little bit to double check and make sure there's nobody like sneaking up on you or whatever. And it's at these moments that you and Balsar are both up and wandering around um, together to you know buddy system sort of thing. And then uh, I think after a few hours of this, we get to the end of the watch, um, and I'm gonna have you roll perception again here. Uh, and at this point, it's beginning to. The sun's beginning to peek over the horizon, so I'll, I'll give you a advantage on this particular uh, perception check, I guess. 24. That is so much better than your 9 <laughs> from before. Um, Helps when I roll an 18 instead of a 3. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So, Zara, you... You... And Balasar have kind of finished up your watch by walking back into the room where everyone is sleeping to double check the bonds again on the slaver, make sure he's still out. And he very much is. Um, but as you kind of look outside again, um, as the sun's peeking over the trees, you can see out near that woodcutting pavilion, there is a small, very, very small, like not even a couple feet tall brown bear that is standing under that pavilion uh it's wearing a red and black checkered shirt corduroy not quite but close um and it looks like it is trying with all its might, it's standing on this tree stump that's that's out in this woodcutting pavilion. It's like where they split the logs, you know? Um, on It's one of those log splitting stumps. And so it's up on this stump, um, and it's got both of its uh, forepaws wrapped around this axe that's been buried in the stump. And it looks like it's just trying with all that it can to wrench this axe out of the stump. Okay, yeah. So, Sara's gonna, she's gonna wake up, well, what time is it? It's dawn, right? Uh, like you said. Yeah, it's dawn. Okay. Yeah, she's gonna go wake up Arian, and uh, then she'll walk back out there, and she'll be like, excuse me, can can I help you? And as you say like, that, like, as you're kind of exiting the home, um, this little bear looks at you. And then it looks like it just totally flops backwards. Like it looks like it just goes limp um, and basically falls off the stump. And at this point, it's also wrenched the axe free finally. Um, so the axe kind of flops to the ground next to it. Um, and it falls down off of the stump and onto the ground um, and lies there motionless next to a little sack on the ground. She um, <laughs> is just going to look at it and then look over and see if Aryans came outside yet. I don't know if he has. I have not moved. Joy. 
I th- I think your attempts at um at rousing Arian probably got Vambag to stir a little bit because they were near each other. Um and so he kind of has at this point he's set up sat up and kind of rubbed his eyes some, but he hasn't like fully made it up and out yet. Balasar or not Balasar, uh Zara, are you approaching said teddy bear? <laughs> uh no. <laughs> Okay, so describe to me your location right now. Are you just in the doorway still? Oh no, she's well. She was like cautiously walking up to it when she said, "Excuse me, can I? Can we help you?" But okay, so then when it flopped, you stopped moving. Yeah. Okay, so it you can you can see where it's at on the ground. Um, it continues to not move, like it is perfectly motionless. Is there a tree near it? No. There, this is part of the clearing of their home, so there's not any trees nearby. That's tough. All right. <sighs> this feels like some sort of horror movie, though. Like, I don't know. Anyway, she's going to walk up and try to take the axe. Okay. Before she, like, talks to the dude to make sure it's not, like, playing dead or something. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so you you walk over to it, and Zara, as you get a little bit closer, you get a better look at this uh, creature. You can see that, like, the top button of its shirt is just barely hanging on by a thread. Um, You can see that there's, like, some stitching on its left ear that, like, it looks like that ear got ripped off at some point and then got sewn back on, but it's a little bit kind of crooked. And you can see that, like, it's like back legs or like the, the it's actual legs if if we were to anatomically describe this as a teddy bear that walks on two legs um it's it's actual legs are much dustier and dirtier than like the rest of its uh fuzzy self and in, it is laying in between this axe that's laying on one side of it and this little pack that's on the other side of it kind of like a almost a satchel or a knapsack of sorts um and you walk up to it bend over and grab the axe and then like stand back up cautiously and it it still remains totally motionless. Well, you said this thing's like barely even a couple feet tall, right? Like on its back yeah. legs. Yeah, it's it's barely even a couple feet tall on its back legs. Um and I, I guess I will also say, because you're close enough at this point that you could probably see um into this open satchel that's next to it. Um you can see that there are um, exactly three things in this little satchel. One of them is a small loaf of hardtack bread. One of them is a small, uh, like, children's or baby's blanket. And one of them's a dagger. That's a good combination. Um, well... And at this point, she... Vambag has has risen and is beginning to walk in your direction. So there there will be another thing for you to interact with aside from a motionless teddy bear. Wasn't Balazar with me too? Oh no, because he's uh, off checking other things. Yeah. Right. I thought he was with me. Anyway, she's gonna make sure that there's like nobody else around. Can I do As that? in like other uh other humanoids? Just or other like beings around. Other beings? Okay, yeah. Do I need to do a perception check again? Um, I think we'll just use your 24 from before. Um, you are certain that at least in the clearing area and then the initial, like beyond the clearing into the first little bit of jungle, um, you are certain that there is not another entity there of any kind. 
man, beast, or other. Aside from, you know, the people that you know are behind you in the home. Mm-hmm. And this teddy bear in front of you. Alright, well, she's uh, just gonna... I don't really know. I don't really know what to do. So, at this point, Vambag gets to you, and he goes, What's the... what's the problem? What's um, going on? And he looks very groggy. Well, he tried to, um... Take the axe out of the stump when I first saw him. And I went and woke you and Aryan up, but apparently Aryan isn't up. And then came back out and he got it and I asked him if he was alright and if we could help him. And he fell and he has been laying here. Wait, who is who is he? Vambag at this point has not processed what's going on. He's just looking at you holding an axe and is trying to figure out what's going on. The teddy bear. And she motions towards it. Vambag traces his eyes from you down to where you motion with the axe, and he sees the teddy bear, and you can physically see a look of recognition in his eyes, and he goes... Is this Annabelle? No, no, that's not Annabelle. That's Timber. That's her teddy bear. And as, as this exchange happens, the teddy begins to sit up, and I need to go get Matt. <laughs> You're full of shit. There's no, no way, dude. No. There's no way he's already here. What's up, everybody? It's me again, your Dungeon Master, J.J. Odin. Here's another quick ad break for you in episode 36 of the first campaign of Roll for Initiative. Uh, Before we get into our normal ad break stuff, we have an exciting announcement. Uh, There is a new member of Roll for Initiative who's joining us for the uh, last portion of this episode today and will be with us for the foreseeable future. Um, His name is Matt. And I don't think I'm going to give any more information other than that for fear of spoilers, um, since I'm recording this before knowing how Eli is editing the first uh, half of this, or first portion of this episode. Um, but Matt will be around for a while. And that's a decent segue into the the first part of what has become our normal ad break um, as we talk about Eli, the podcast editor. Um, as I've said a few times now, and I'm going to continue to say, our episodes are edited solely by Eli at this point, um, and he is looking to begin a career in podcast editing. So if you are starting a podcast but don't want to take the time to edit a podcast and you really enjoy what you hear coming out of our episodes and want something similar to that for yours, um, Eli has requested that you contact him at emediting72 at gmail.com. That's emediting, the number 72, at gmail.com for any inquiries and to negotiate pricing about him editing your episodes. And with that, we will get on to messages from our sponsors. You can also follow us on social media at roll4.initiative on Instagram. That's roll, the number four, dot initiative on Instagram. And at roll4tweets on Twitter. That's roll, the number four, tweets on Twitter. If you tweet about us using the hashtag roll4tweets, you might get a character on the show. 
Um, there have been several characters that have gotten these names, and there will be several more characters coming down the line that need names. Uh, and if you want your name memorialized forever in a podcast such as this one, um, I would highly encourage you to tweet at us using those hashtags. When I'm looking for names for characters, I generally will be looking uh, at those those hashtags to see if there's new tweeters. Um we as a group would just like to take a moment. Thank you all so much for listening to us because it really does mean a lot. Um, if you like what you're listening to, there's a few things you can do to help us out. You can first off, tell other people about us in your life. Uh, that generally helps us to boost the number of people that listen to us because if you like us and your friends like things that you like, maybe they might like us. So it might help us to get more listeners. Um, other than that, the typical, you know, podcast-related stuff, subscribing to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, rating us five stars, which is still a fairly new thing for Spotify to be able to do, but we encourage you to use that new feature uh, so that people who are searching for new things that are similar to us might be able to find us as um, those different platforms recommend us to them. Um, other than that, I don't have anything, so... The next episode should be up in a couple of weeks, and I'm now kicking myself because I forgot to write this part into my little notes about this stuff. So two weeks from today should be February 18th, I think is how math works. Um, so yeah, I will talk to you all then and enjoy the rest of the show and meeting the newest member of Roll 4. So Matt, uh, Timber, here here is what you know. Um, standing over you are two individuals. Uh, let, I, sh I guess I should say you just flopped backward off of a tree stump um, because you finally got Annabelle's axe free. Um, as a tabaxi lady that you didn't know came out of the home and uh, addressed you, uh, which startled you a little bit, so you went teddy bear mode and flopped backwards off the stump, dropped the axe next to your uh, pack of supplies. Um, she then cautiously approached you alone, um, picked up the axe. You didn't move. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then at that point, Vambag made it out. The two of them had a short conversation, and you you know who Vambag is. You've seen him before. Um and as he he had looked over to you and said, that's not Annabelle, but that's Annabelle's teddy bear, Timber. And that's when you sat up. Um, so that is what you are currently aware of. And I think seeing you sit up, Vambag is going to eyes wide kind of jump backwards a little bit. Is it not normally alive? Um, nope. Never seen it move before. Huh. Timber kind of gets up on all fours uh, as he stands up and uses his paws to dust himself off and slowly take a step backwards. Slowly takes another step backwards, <laughs> and then he. Uh, so does he? Does he see the? Does he see the axe? Uh, yeah, you watched her pick up the axe, and she is definitely like holding the axe. In her hands. Like, she has taken the axe away from you and is holding it and looking at you. Or Van Bag. 
as as Timber notices this, he uh, quickly changes from taking two steps backwards. He takes three quick steps right to Zara's feet, looks her in the eyes with his little teddy bear hands all clasped. <laughs> um, could could I um perhaps have my axe back if if I, if I may? I would. Jesus fucking talks too. Zambag just freaking walks away. If if I if I could. That would that would be great, you know. It'd, um, it'd be quite wonderful if I could just have that back. Oh, you're kind of cute. <laughs> well, sure. And she'll just hand it to him. Oh, finally! Now I can go kill those bastards. Oh wait, who are we killing? He slings it. He he puts <laughs> it on his back and starts looking for his sack. It, right here, oh, she picks it up. For oh, him. oh, my, thank you so much. It's so much harder to see things, you know, when you're down here. Um, can we? You know, can being we only like you? two feet tall, he kind of looks down at his little squishy feet, and you know, it's hard to be sneaky sometimes because if you look, he like squishes his middle and it goes like a <laughs> like a little squeaky toy. I mean, it's just so hot, so difficult sometimes to to make that work. You, oh, you found my sack? Yes. Um. Okay, let me see. Let me see what's in here again. I've got my dagger for killing. Yes, for slitting throats. That's what that's for. My hard tack. Bread. Bread I don't need. Uh, what's that for again? Annabelle. Yes, that's for Annabelle. That's perfect. Her blankie for when she was three. <laughs> she still never uses it. Uh, and that's and then that's it. Um, okay, let's put it back in. Um, can we? We got you? everything. Okay. <laughs> you like oh oh yes i'm um, so terrible sorry um my name is timber yes yes Tim- timber the teddy timber the yes timber <laughs> you can see it on my little on my tag and, he, and he, there's a little tag sewn into his butt that he like turns around and points out um if you look okay, there's it just in bit it says can, timber that, yep see it and zara like yes. shields her eyes kind of yes oh yeah, i'm sorry i don't wear pants oh. i don't um I don't know if that's a thing. Um, I just, I don't have any. Uh, it's really hard to find my size. Oh, yes, I see. <laughs> Maybe we can uh, help you with that sometime. Oh, that'd be, that'd be quite wonderful. Um, For now, I believe I must get going. I have some uh, cloaked people in robes of some kind. Oh, I didn't quite yes, get a good look, but it's someone to kill. Yes, definitely someone to kill. Um, I, I hope you have a wonderful hey, day. Hey. Um, I... Um, yes? If you don't mind, my buddy and I could go with you and help you kill them all. Oh, my, that would be wonderful. I, I do enjoy assistance. Hmm. T- Timber starts, like, surveying Zara from all angles. Uh, <laughs> uh, ooh, are you sure you're good in a fight? You seem a little... He like he like starts jumping at your arms to like feel your biceps. Like I don't know, it it just doesn't quite seem very strong. You're a little lean, a, if you know what I'm saying. I'm an archer. Oh oh, I see, I see. But um, I don't. It's just very. I don't know. His head like very tilts to the like all the way to the side. Like imagine a dog that doesn't quite know what's happening. Like oh um oh an archer. Yes um, I know what that is. That's a just come come meet my buddy. You? You'll oh cool yes more friends friends are good yes this this way and she just like leads him into the house you know 
Oh my! Has to yes. walk very slow because he has very short legs. Mm, yes, yes. Thank you so much. It, actually, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, he, he jumps, and you notice that when <laughs> he jumps, he literally jumps to where his feet are like over your head. Holy! Like he oh. he jumps like a full like ten feet in the air and like lands on your head. Oh yes, this this will be perfect. Oh, Onward! Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> and she'll just like jog. <laughs> The two of you. Oh, this is wonderful. The, the two of you jog back into the home. Um, and as you get in there, you see Vambag very like eyes wide in horror, sitting next to Balasar, like on the ground. Just it, it looks like Vambag is in shock at this moment, and Balasar is like, "Buddy, it's gonna be okay. T- talking teddies aren't real. What the and fuck then, is going on? Apparently, there's a talking teddy bear. What?" Avian, somebody wants to meet you. Uh, Arian will roll over, and he sees a teddy bear. T- Timber, Timber, Timber is sitting on Zara's head, limp. <laughs> he goes limp. <laughs> <laughs> Zara, what do you? Where'd you get Timber. that? Timber, Timber, wake up, Timber! And she like kind of passed him. It fucking talked. It talked. It's a talking bear. Oh my god! Did you guys have a spell cast on you? Timber, Timber the teddy bear? What, Zara, how do we get him out of this? And about? she just like crosses her eyes as she looks up at him. I promise you I'm not crazy. Timber, wake up. Nanku, can you talk some sense into him? And she like lifts Nanku up onto her head too. Uh, Timber, there's now uh, a small lemur, a baby lemur in fact, that his, is also occupying Zara's headspace with you. Um, and it's it's it starts to kind of poke you. Like... The little, the little squeaky is is what we're, we're we all hear now. It's just over and over again. And after doing it a couple of times, the the monkey seems to get kind of an excited like bounce to it and begins to poke you very rapidly. Uh, um, does my does my loose top button fall off? Like, is he being violent? No, no, no. It's more of like he's just he's really enjoying poking your stomach, and he's just pa- poking you. Just oh. tap, 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 tap. Oh, that's more than yeah. okay. Um, to, <laughs> uh, I would like to cast message. Uh, I believe I have to make a check for that, JJ. Uh, just to keep it honest, I have to make a DC fifteen yeah, check. I think so. Uh, I got it. What'd you, what'd you um, roll? Uh, I rolled a 10, and I have a plus 9 modifier. Okay. You have to make it You have to do Holy a one so. check to cast a spell? I just, just, it's, just a, it's just a check. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Zara, in, in your ear, you just hear the, just the tiniest of whispers. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, are we supposed to be moving with people around? I thought people weren't supposed to see me move. Is that not a thing? Are people not freaked out when I move? <laughs> Is, I don't. I figured, you know, he seems to be having an existential crisis over there. Is that should should I let him be? Usually, when he comes over, I just stay still, and he usually just goes away after a while. But I don't. I'm not entirely sure if we should. I don't know. Do something about this. Oh, oh. Oh, right. Okay. Um, let me see. And they're just like hearing Zara um, talk to herself. <laughs> you know? At this point, Arian gets up and is going to like walk over to Zara and like get eye to eye with this teddy bear. Um, so you see, you can move around. Ar- Actually, she just grabs Arian's arm and they just walk back outside. Like around the corner. Okay. So, so he's see. real? 
as yes, soon as yes, as soon can, as we're outside and around the corner, uh, Timber stands fully upright on her head and extends his little tiny arm to shake. Oh, hello. Aryan jumps and swings. He, he fucking knocks the shit out of out of Timber. Whoa, 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 he he whoa, whoa. swings his arm. Please, and hold like, on. Please do. Like knocks him off her please head. Please do. I've got I've got to make a a deck saving throw for Nanku because Nanku at this point has also <laughs> jumped no. in fright, and we need to see if Nanku also gets blocked. <laughs> Poor kid. <sighs> okay. Here's so here's what I'm gonna do. Aryan, uh, you're gonna roll an attack roll and un- and just whatever your unarmed strike is at. At Timber, and whatever whatever the number ends up being, that's how I'll determine how well Nanku does here. It's a fourteen. What do you know? That's exactly the same thing that Nanku got. So I think that your swing just like clips the bottom of Nanku's feet as he jumps, and he like does a tumble backwards and onto your arm, and then grabs on. Um, do I hit Timber? Uh... You don't beat my AC, uh, but I would like to mm-hmm. use uh, JJ, and this is technically not a thing, but I'd like to use Stuffed with Fluff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so you, you end up hitting me, and I go flying back 10 feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and as I land, I kind of stand up and dust myself off. Well, now that was very rude. That's, that's not. You hit not, Timber. Oh my gosh, you scared me. I thought you weren't. And there's was, there's was a very. By the way, when you hit me, there's also a very loud squeak <laughs> <laughs> from my little squeaker inside. To be fair, I didn't think you were real. Well, I mean, obviously, I I'm told real, you he was real. You're real. This kind lady over here is real, which I don't believe I've asked her name yet. She introduced herself as Zara, I, so I don't want to forget that. I believe, but I, you know, it's it seems rude. I was just introducing myself, you know. What are you? But I'm, He's a teddy I'm bear. A, I'm a teddy bear. Yeah, just, but come on. Uh, not a normal teddy bear. Well, yes. I'm, I mean, if you look at me, I'm a, I'm a teddy bear. I mean, I mean, look, I have my button-up shirt. You know, it's plaid. It's red. It's it's nice. Um, I have my two two paws. And you see his two arms just, you know, wiggle around. <laughs> and he's like, and I have two legs. And one at a time, each one comes up and shakes. And I have my lovely head with my two eyes, my two button eyes, and my snout. Which, by the way, as he draws attention to it, you guys notice that as he speaks, it doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it did. <laughs> um, what happened to your ear? Oh, my ear. Oh, yes. Um, well, I, uh, so Annabelle is a wonderful young lady. Um, absolutely adorable little girl. Um. And she, she lost, she lost her parents at a young age. Um, they're currently missing. Um, not dead, thankfully, but I mean, we haven't seen them for many, many years. Um, and so I, I may have gone into their room once, uh, maybe years ago, years ago, to be honest. Uh, and she grabbed me because I was disturbing the, uh, Oh, the feng shui of the room, if you will. That's uh, not the word I'm looking for. The the, it, You know the thing when, like, you don't want to touch a room in case people come back? It's kind of like that. 
and I was, you know, I was looking for something, and she she grabbed me by my ear, and, well, you know half-giants, they're not exactly weak, so she just accidentally kind of ripped it off there, um, as, as he's explaining all of this, you can, you can almost visibly see exactly what he's saying to the point where you, as you like blink, you realize that everything that Timber is saying, he's acting out at the same time and you're seeing illusions around him to set the scene. Interesting. Like you see all of a sudden uh, a big like, well, a bigger than him like figure like grab him by the ear and you see what looks to be his ear pops off and then like he kind of flops down and then the figure like comes over and sews it back on into the state it is and at the end of it all you see him stand up with like two arms up like ta-da uh how can you how can you do that hmm? yeah oh do, do what? what are you friend i'm i'm a teddy bear nah you know what i mean but why well, i i, I Honestly, not sure I do. Um, Balasar, at this point, pokes his head around the corner and goes, Yeah, that looks like a teddy bear to me. I mean, your magical friend. I mean, like like me. And then I will crackle lightning between like my fingers. Oh my, now that is quite dangerous there. That seems incredibly, like, zappy. Well, yeah, kinda. <laughs> so, um... Well, uh, I don't know. So you you talk, you talk about magic. So I I know magic. Yes, um, magic is just a, a thing that is. I guess I don't I don't know how do I how do I explain it. Um, I am a teddy bear. Um, uh-huh. Annabelle Annabelle <laughs> loves me, right? Uh-huh. She loves me very very when did, much. Where was the was the last? What was the first thing you remember? Oh my! This was long long ago. Um. I uh, I want to break just a second. JJ, did okay. we have we decided how old uh Timber is? I don't know if we did. He's like I'm trying to look like at a, the he, he's he is not very old. Yeah, he's, he's like very maybe, young. Maybe maybe a year if that. Okay. Like he's he's it's not so like um when where Timber was describing Annabelle's parents as having been gone for many years it's because his lifespan has been so short he doesn't understand the concept of a year um because really it's only been a couple of years that they've been gone but timber thinks it's been forever because you know they've never been around for him um was he like was he like so i guess i'm curious if it was like he was a teddy bear and then he became conscious or was it he's always been a conscious teddy bear um i i think I don't know. I don't know how we did. How do? How do he we? He was a teddy bear that became conscious. He he okay. started. He started as a childhood toy, uh, which that got a lot of love, and then when her parents disappeared, um, there was a need from Annabelle to have someone there in her life and have someone because she was living alone at that point, right? Uh, uh. And so she got lonely, and Timber came to life. Okay, so Annabelle's your patron. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what a patron is. No, um, um I don't. I don't do quite I really. know what that yeah, is. Don't oh my! So many words, none of us know. So, 
What are you gonna do with that axe? Oh, I am. <laughs> I plan to um go up. He wants to kill people. To the uh to the 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 mean the bad people that we saw that I saw earlier the bad people that were taking Annabelle. I need to find the bad people, and and as again as he's saying this, you see like a figure that's like at teddy bear height, and like Timber starts like fighting it and dueling it, and finally he like cuts its head off. He's like, yes, and I'll I'll decapitate them just like this, and down they will go. Okay, what's that? How do you do that? Hmm. Oh, uh, how do how do I do what? The the axe. I just can't, I swing it. Like no, from the, from right the to left. <laughs> How do we the, basically uh, see what il- you're thinking? Illusions um, is um <laughs> ma- magic. Yes. <laughs> no. no shit. <laughs> you, well, um, do you know what magic causes that to happen? Well, uh, I um he, he just he just kind of looks around. He's like, well, I um I I just like I just like wave a paw. And he, like, again, he, like, waves a little arm, and you see, like, a chair appear out of nowhere, and he just, like, plops it down and, like, sits on it, and he's like, well, I don't, I don't really know, to be honest with you, um, this may have turned into a bit of a therapy session, so, oh, no, not this chair. He stands up, and that chair disappears, and, like, a little tiny therapy bed manifests out of nothing, and he lays down on it with, like, an arm over his forehead. You know, when I, when I first came into being some year or two ago, I think, I'd not really sure on the time. I just found that these things were things I could do, you know? I would I would wave or say certain words and and things would just happen, you know? And it was it was little little sparks of fun and eventually I figured out what, what little words resulted in what, you know, effects, you know? It's it's, it's really just a simple cause and effect relationship of why do one thing and then another thing happens in the world? It's not really a... I don't know if I'd call it magic so much as a law of nature. Have you ever been in a fight before? Have you killed anybody? Oh, oh, no, no. I've never killed someone before in my life. Um, being... I, um... <laughs> what, what would you clarify as a fight? Uh... I don't know. Where you kill somebody? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I once, uh, I, I believe one time I really got into it with a monkey. Uh, he tried to steal me from Annabelle and, oh, what happened? And you notice he's like rubbing his chin with his little paw. Um, um, oh, that's right. I hit him with my paw. Didn't do anything. Nothing at all. Annabelle, Annabelle had to hit him with a slingshot. I, 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 yep, I... Did not do a thing. But now I have this axe. And he hefts, uh, hefts a tiny little woodcutter's axe. <laughs> Interesting. I'm ready. I'm ready to to take down the bad guys and take back what is mine. What the fuck are you? Okay, well, you know, it's, it so happens that we also need to track down those people that took Annabelle. Oh, well, that's so, quite nice. It feels weird to extend the offer to a, a teddy bear, but you could tag along with us while we go searching. I would love to. Wonderful. Oh, uh, Tim- Timber just starts marching off into the woods. We're not ready yet. 